0: Hey, my loves. What is Gucci? Okay, so I just finished watching the new Dale Rescue Rangers movie. And, girl, okay, so I'm, I'm like a roller coaster of emotions right now. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, I, I did like the movie a lot. Like, I, I will say that I think that it has a lot of cute moments and stuff. And I think it was interesting. Um, there was a plot that I kind of wish they went with. That they didn't go with which i mean i get like ugh, girl i don't know like i don't know but the movie was cute it's a cute movie a lot of my friends at work are like oh it's so cute you should watch it da, da, da. and i was like all right i guess i will like i, w- I really honestly wasn't even really gonna check for this movie because i'm like this feels like something i've seen a million times now you know i'm seeing like a lot of the, the nostalgic movies and stuff that kind of come back and make fun of themselves and. That's what this That's what this is, but that's also what it felt like. So I was like, bitch, I've seen this, it, the Lego movie. I've seen this in, um, what's the other one? Happy Time Murders. I've seen this, right? We've all kind of seen this movie. Um, and so basically the plot of the movie was like, you know, well, at least from the trailers and stuff, you know, Chip and Dale, basically are, are trying to come back together, sort of. Like Dale wants to come back. To being the rescue rangers again uh a few uh disney characters have gone missing i think flounder um monterey jack and a few others have gone have gone missing um so they want to find out who's doing this it's up to chip and dale to solve the solve the uh, the case or whatever um but this time chip and dale like actually talk talk and it's 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 <sighs> yeah if you're going into this movie let me say this if you're going to this movie expecting re- rescue rangers don't like don't. Like, as in, don't expect, like, the show Rescue Rangers. Expect, like, it's almost like, have you guys ever seen Sunny with a Chance and So Random? It's like that, it's like that. Like, So Random is the show within the show of Sunny with a Chance. That's that's the best way I can describe it to you. That's exactly what this is. It's like, you're watching, you're watching Sunny with a Chance. You're not watching, like, like for this universe, Um, the Rescue Rangers is so random, right? And Sunny with the Chance is Chippendale outside of the Rescue Rangers. So they can talk and all this kind of stuff. They have their own lives, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a lot. Anyway, so this movie, it was cute. It was, it was a cute movie. I'm not really hating on the movie. Well, I'm not hating on certain aspects of this film. Like, majority of the film isn't really, like, terrible or bad or anything. Um, there was just something in this movie that like, oh my God, like it rubbed me the wrong way completely because by the way, spoilers all over this. We're just going to spoil it. Um, the bad guy, the bad guy, really like the bad, the bad guy, (laughs) the bad guy. I like, I, okay. Like I love and hate this at the same time. Cause mind you, I made some statements at work about certain characters that I know it's like, if you guys are listening to this and you work with me, yeah, sorry, i washed my hands. But if you guys live, if you guys work with me, then you know there's statements I made recently about certain, tra- certain characters just from the trailer now that I've seen the movie, I'm like I take back everything I said. I'm upset now because I didn't realize. It. So there's okay. So there's a scene in the trailer that shows you Peter Pan, and he's all grown up and he's like balding. He's got like a five o'clock shadow or whatever. He's been through it, and I like that tickled me watching that preview. I was like, this is hilarious. I love this. Can can I can I have this? Like, can I just like yes? Like Peter Pan grown up and like like realizing life is hard. Like this this is it. Okay, yeah, it didn't dawn on me until watching the movie, what that was actually going to entail. And bro, 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 like, it broke my heart. It broke my heart, that scene. I felt like that scene was just like, that whole Peter Pan thing pushed it for me, it really did. So anyway, in this movie, Peter Pan is like this grown up, you know, version of himself. Um, and he's fallen on hard times, which a lot of the characters in the film have fallen on hard times. They have to go to, like, comic book conventions and stuff to kind of, you know, stay relevant, which is, which is very, like, it was very true to life in a lot of these things. You know, we see, like, all the time at comic book, at, at conventions, you see, like, characters from the old Batman series or from Star Trek or whatever like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, Star Wars characters even, like, you know, some people that, um at a time where their shows are like long gone blah, blah blah and they come and they they meet people and maybe some of them are having current success in this movie it was I think Baloo um but it was like Baloo from the newer Jungle Book like so he was in the movie instead of just being like old school Baloo um a lot of them have gotten like the the like the c the cgi treatment which is what's happening with Chip and Dale um Chip is basically like you know stuck in his animated form. That's what he wants to be. He's, like, a... I think he's, like, an insurance agent now. Like, basically him and and the rest of the... The rest of the... The rest of the Rescue Rangers, like, break up. Um, Because Dale has an offer for another TV show. This is, like, in the 90s, obviously, the early 90s, when Cheap and Dale Rescue Rangers was the thing. And so Dale kind of, like... We... Let's let's just just do it all. So we start off with the boys in, like, elementary school. And we, we, you know, it's told from Dale's perspective... And he's basically telling us how he came, you know, kind of to school. He was kind of a loner. Uh, And then he met Chip. And one day in in class, he met Chip. And him and Chip became really good friends, blah, blah, blah. And they decided when they got older, because they were like a a comedy duo, basically, they were going to go to Hollywood and pursue their dreams. So they did all that. They hit the of Rangers TV series uh, after a few little minor things that they did. Um, And then, you know, you started to see that Chip was going to be... popular one the straight man and Dale was kind of like you know the silly sidekick and so he kind of starts feeling a little animosity towards Chip like why am I not you know I'm just a second banana I don't want to be a second banana and Chip is like no you're not you're just as important as I am but at the same time Chip is treating him sort of like he is a second banana it's one of those things so Dale finally gets a really cool contract which is like you know uh almost like a James Bond sort of contract and Chip is like wait a minute hold on like we have a successful TV series. If you leave or this show gets big, they're probably going to cancel our show for your show. And Dale's like, no, that's not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll do both shows, whatever. Um, he has an agent and stuff and all this all this jazz. Well, Chip was right. Basically, you know, he ends up doing the pilot. The pilot fails. But then so does uh, Rescue Rangers that, that gets shut down. So Chip is kind of like, I'm done with you. Like, you done broke my heart. We're supposed to be best friends. And this is what happens." Um, so anyway, so life goes on. Like I said, and Chip goes into like insurance and all that kind of stuff. And then Dale is like, Dale goes to conventions and talks about how he wants like, a, you know, a Chip and Dale's reboot. Um, it's, it's funny cause you know, they're on social media. I think they're like Instagram or some something. It's very, like I said, it's very modern, almost like Ralph breaks the internet. It's like they recognize that like social media and all this fandom stuff is a thing. So they get into that. Um, anyway, so then Chip one night gets a call from Monterey Jack, who's like, hey, I'm in, I've fallen on hard times, you know, um, I got some debts or whatever, and they're coming after me, and this guy named Pete is coming after me, and of course, it's, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, like, Pete, Pete, like, okay, cool, they're finally gonna utilize Pete after all these years of him not being utilized correctly, like, cool, yeah, okay, now. um, so anyway, Uh, they find out that Flounder has been taken from The Little Mermaid and they're like, look, you know, something's happening. Well, whoever's taking these characters is selling them like, like they're doing like, uh, surgery on these characters and making them look like bootleg versions of themselves. Whoever's taking these characters is doing bootleg movies with these characters. So I don't know if it's just, like, certain characters in the film or, like, every character is being taken. I'm not really sure. Like, Flounder goes missing, but with, there's no talk of Ariel. You do see, like, a Little Mermaid knockoff on a cover of a movie that Flounder is, like, on, like, the, fl- the actual Flounder they stole is on. But there's no discussion on if Ariel was taken, too, and Eric was taken. I assume not Ariel because she's, like a princess princess and she's like the most popular princess by me i don't care but she's that girl so i'm like you can't just take that girl and they did like knockoff versions of like aladdin and beauty and the beast too so i'm like are they taking all these characters or is it just like the little counterparts because lumiere is like literally at the convention the whole movie he's always at the convention that that dale is going to so i'm like wait a minute if you're here then who's doing the movie like who's doing the knockoff version of uh, Beauty and the Beast, like, are any of these characters from Beauty and the Beast stolen? Is what I'm basically asking here. It, it was confused. That part was kind of weird to me. That part. Anyway, so, you know, it's up to Chip and Dale, who don't really want to. Well, Chip doesn't really want to work with Dale. He's kind of upset. Uh, but they have to end up finding Monterey Jack. They go to his apartment. You know, he's like, I'm trying to, you know, I need help. blah blah blah. but then he's taken when chip decides to leave and dale leaves obviously too so he's by himself they they, whoever's taking these characters took him and so it's up to them to find him they do kind of team with the police and the team of police i think is like a clay like he's like claymation or whatever whatever he is um he's like clay like putty putty i think is what he is and then there's like you know there's also live action people obviously if you've seen the trailer you know there's like real people in this movie too so there's like a real live live uh a uh, police officer, like the, a lieutenant or whatever she is, and she's a really big fan of of Chip and Dale. She grew up watching them. She loves the show. Blah, blah, blah. and like this kind of makes Chip upset because Dale's always like, "Oh, like you're a fan of our show." Because he's trying to bring it back, and Chip is like, "I want to be done with this part of my life." Blah, blah, blah. Like you're trash to me, basically. Um. Anyway, so they go on this excursion, this excursion to go find Monterey Jack. They go to these like shady places. Like, oh, and also. Sonic, ugly Sonic is in this movie. He's kind of all over this movie in little pieces, like the, the Sonic that came out in, I think 2019, 2018, whatever. But like the one that was the original animation with like the teeth, him, he's in this movie. There's a lot of things that Disney did in this and I'm like, y'all are about to just be, y'all are just mess. I'm here for it, but y'all are just being messy for no reason. Y'all coming for these people for no reason, girl. like. Disney, you could tell Disney was being a hella mess in this movie. And I mean, I'm here for it. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, like I I said, it's like Happy Time Murders, but Disney. Imagine that. Just imagine Wreck-It Ralph and Happy Time Murders having a baby. And that's what this is. That's exactly what this is, period. So anyway, um, they keep talking about this guy named Pete, blah, blah, blah. And Chip and Dale get caught up in the situation. They end up meeting uh, Pete. And it turns out to be Peter Pan. Peter Pan, he's aged, and he's, like, down on his luck. He hates everybody. And then we find out his backstory. Basically, what happens is Peter Pan was in a really successful Disney film, which I thought was funny that they were saying that. So, like, Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, if I'm not mistaken, were actually two, like, um financial not disasters for disney but they did not do wonders for the company like now disney's made a lot of money off those two films um but that's also based off because like how popular the rides were like these are definitely like like the definition of like I, i would say cult classics are like peter pan and alice in wonderland where like theatrically they didn't do very well for disney but like over time they developed a following where now it's just like Peter Pan and, and Alice are so iconic. Alice has two rides in Disneyland. I think Peter Pan had two at one point as well, because the Jolly Roger, you could ride that, I think, or, like, you could go on it in Disneyland. And I think Paris still has it, too. Um, they're both characters that are featured, like, in different shows at Disney, or at least they were at, at one point. Um, it, like I said, they're, they're so iconic in Disney that you can't go too far or too out of your way to find something with them in it, Kingdom Hearts, perfect example. They're both in the first game. Peter Pan has a few worlds in additional games, as does Alice. So these are characters that you can't just like, you can't not know about, I guess, basically. If you're a Disney fan at, at this point in time, even still, now that like 50, 60 years after their films are our thing, you still kind of know who these two characters, no, you're not even kind of, you know who these characters are. You know what I'm saying? Like every, like pretty much every Disney fan, even kids today know who Peter Pan is and they know who Alice is because like, and Alice in Wonderland. Like last time I went to Disneyland, there were like a few Alice in Wonderland characters around. So, and again, she has like two rides there, and there's like merchandise with her on it. Um, so there's, you, you can't not know, I guess, to a degree, who these. I even saw Captain Hook last time I was there. Like not even just Peter Pan and Wendy, there was Captain Hook as well. So again, and I think they're both in the Electrical Parade. I think both these two characters are in the Electrical Parade, so you can't know who they are. Anyway. So Peter Pan is talking about how he was down on his luck and how after the film, you know, he started like actually like, you know, growing facial hair and stuff and the company stopped wanting to use him. And that's when things took a turn for me. This stopped being funny and started being serious because this is actually what happened to the actor Bobby Driscoll. I've been talking about Bobby Driscoll since I was a teenager because I was so in love with Peter Pan that I had to know everything about it. Catherine Vermont, like the actor's names, um, everything. I had to know everything because I was that much in... I was a kid, actually, because I was that much in love with with Disney and with Peter Pan. And Disney had this really cool thing in a lot of the VHS films. They would show you... um, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, like you got the special editions, they would show you behind the scenes stuff. And then even the DVDs and Blu-rays only showed you more stuff. So the older I got, the more knowledge that I had. And like, you know, uh, Bobby Juscoe was into like the Andy Warhol scene. He had like a few paintings in, in California for a while. Like, and he he died at the age of 31 in 1968, I believe in New York. Um, and he's buried in a pauper's grave somewhere out there. It's really, really sad because he was the first like big time contracted Disney channel kid or Disney kid period he started in uh, So Dear to My Heart uh, he did The Window which is The Window is not a Disney film but it's a really good movie that I think was his like first like really really big project for him uh, so, Dear, so Dear to My Heart which I have Song of the South Disney's most controversial film he's Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah Kincaid or no I'm sorry I think he's Jeremiah Kincaid in So Dear to My Heart but he was the first kid to even do like live action animated Disney films outside of the Alice comedies and stuff like he was really big on that. He did, he was uh, the first Jim Hawkins from Disney because he was in Disney's Treasure Island back in 1950. Um, he did, uh, I think, Pecos Bill, um, one of those specials as well. And of course, he is the voice of Peter Pan. He was in the Hour in Wonderland special uh, that Disney had back in 1950 to promote Alice in Wonderland, the movie. And then he also went on to do Peter Pan the next year. So he did a lot of things for, he was also there at, uh, at the opening of Disneyland. So he's done a lot of work through disney and it was just really sad to hear from his own testimonies about how he felt about disney at that time that he was getting older and you know he, he was doing his own thing kind of becoming kind of rambunctious a little, allegedly a little bit of a bully but again he was a kid that was given quite a bit of things at one time a lot of this happens with a lot of child actors it's not so much the actor's fault as it is i guess people not really helping to correct them but at the same time like it's also messed up to throw a child away because you think they're ugly or they're not as cute as they used to be like bro that's not okay at all like he was getting acne he was he was a teenager he was literally a teenager and going through actual changes that teenagers go through and to just cast him aside like that was really really cruel and i think it really affected him you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, possibly even spiritually about, well, I feel like it was spiritually because the way that he spoke about things. So I think it really affected him very deeply to a point where he lost a lot of things. He lost a lot of opportunities because without Disney really backing him anymore, he lost so much and he, you know, turned to different ways of coping with that. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm saying that's really very sad and to die at 31 is a very very young young you know age i'm 33 now so he was two years younger than me when he passed and had an incredible career and he was like broke at the very end which is crazy because just like dude you're peter pan you're all these other things that again if you're a disney fan like i am then you're like no but i recognize you from this this and this and this and you've done other things even outside of disney how are you broke but he was doing other things you know i guess um his story is really really sad too because Like, Disney didn't even know. Nobody knew that he was dead for, like, two, two, three years. Kids actually found his body in a New York apartment after he had passed away. Um, But nobody knew. When they were going to do a Song of the South sort of, like, uh, anniversary thing, they reached out to the entire cast to find everybody. Nobody knew that he had already been dead for, like, two years. Like, dude, are you Like, that's sad. I believe he's buried alongside his father, who died while he was, like, I think Bobby died first or like nobody knew how to contact Bobby at that time. He was, I guess he was already dead when his dad passed away. But anyway, it says he's buried somewhere with his dad, I think in California. Um, but he's not, his body's not there. It's in New York. It's its in a pauper's grave because nobody was there to identify him. I mean, it was obviously like on the other side of the country. So nobody knew who he was because at that point he wasn't the big star anymore. And I guess like, I think his arteries hardened or something. It was a really, really sad situation. And like... It's crazy too, because at that time in Hollywood, there were a lot of really sad stories like his. I think his mom in the Party Crashers, I believe, or a woman in the Party Crashers, I think the one that played his mom though, like had the same situation with her thing. And I've heard a lot of things that people say about Bobby Driscoll, like on Turner Classic movies or whatever, whenever he's in something, they don't have very favorable things to say about him. And that bothers me because I'm just like, you're taking, it almost like you're taking the side of one entity and acting like, this entity did not do anything bad to this boy, that bothers me. Like, like, let's not do that, period. Which brings me back to this, because I'm just kind of like, whoever did this movie, you knew some of what's going on with Bobby, because it's so weird how this is so parallel to his actual life. So you're kind of making a joke about something that isn't really that funny. Like, I know he's been dead for quite a bit of time, but it doesn't make it okay. Like, that doesn't make it okay. It just doesn't. And like, it's sad because he literally is the face of Peter Pan from the 1950s movie. He is Peter Pan's face. That is Bobby Driscoll's face that you're looking at in that movie. And it's just really sad to see how they chose to kind of continue this, cause I mean like nobody talks about this. Like nobody talks about this, right? And so you kind of took a moment to take a stab at it, but in a comedic way, which is like, bro, are you serious? Like this is not, this is not it. Y'all even won't even address certain things that happened. But you're gonna do this? Like that, because now I'm thinking about all the other actors they could potentially do this to, like Tommy Kirk, who was another actor that they kind of just threw away because they found out about his sexuality. Like, what if that comes into play in a future film where you're making fun of him for some reason? Like, that just, I'm sorry, to me, these things are not okay. This actually was really sad, really did affect this boy's life. And, and, like, it's, which is funny, because when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I'm like, you know what? It's funny. It's like, if Bobby was older and, like, You know, he probably would have ended up like not looking like that, but I'm saying like, you know, like with, with, with everything that happened still in play or whatever, but he just survived it all. He probably would look somewhat like this, you know, someone who had their dreams and crap taken away from him. So I, I, it like, ideally it was funny. Ideally, it was funny to see a grown up Peter Pan just not having it because Peter Pan's all about happy thoughts and did it up. That is funny. But when you sit back and watch the movie, you're kind of like, and you know about his story and you look it up or whatever, then you're like, wait a minute. This is this is a this is something different because I have so much respect for old Hollywood and so much respect for the young kids, especially Bobby, who went through all this bullcrap and not a lot of people were there to advocate for them to be a voice for them. Like he was a very I mean, he has a star in Hollywood fame, dude. Like he is a very special Case, and it's so sad about what happened to him. And it's it, to me, it is very. I, I even have friends who are not even really big Disney fans who I've talked to about, you know, this situation before who now went back and watched that movie and like, oh my God, like, did you watch the movie? Did you see what happened? Did you see what they did to your boy? And I'm like, yes, I saw that. I'm not okay with that. We're going to talk about that. Like that, because it's just not like, some of you might be like, it's not a big deal, but I'm like, it is a big deal to me. It is a big deal. And I'm someone who I've had a conversation. This years ago now, after I made a video about Bobby Deer School, I had a conversation with someone who claimed to be um, who claims to be a part of his family. I'm not saying that they are. Um, well, she did show me pictures of, of of them. I, cause I was like, Oh, like, that's cool. How do I know? Like this person is who they are. And she did, this is years ago, years ago though, on my like old, old computer, but she sent me a picture of her and Bobby. Um, she was, she was a child. So she's claiming to be his, his child. Um, and just having a conversation about that and the impact that you know, he's, his career had on her life. That was a big deal for me to have that moment. Cause I'm like, I just made a little video. I didn't think it was going to be anything big, you know? And it, I'm not saying it's big, but I'm saying like, I never expected someone from his, allegedly his family to reach out to me and say some things and show me a picture of the two of them. That's, that was really very sweet and it just made me feel very connected in that way. Um and so I guess watching this today made me go kinda it was it was weird because I'm like I not that I I don't enjoy the movie. I did enjoy the movie. But at the same time I feel very like this still was not okay. And that's it's I'm in a weird space with it because I'm like I would never tell someone don't watch that movie. What I will say is watch that movie but Also, let me tell you something that's funny that happens in that movie. Well not funny, but that's kind of tragic that happens in this film. And that it's funny that they wanted to even address this thing, but try to do it in a comedic way, hoping that a lot of people don't have the knowledge of, wait a minute, hold on, this is a little bit too real. This part of the movie is like, I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's certain other elements of the movie that are very real too, because like I said, a lot of these, these, you know, people that someone someone would consider, I'm not saying they are, but someone would consider, for lack of a better word, them being washed up, going to these conventions and being like, yeah, I was in this, da-da-da, blah-blah, you know what I mean? And maybe talking about revivals of things that they may or may not be a part of. That's something that's very true to life. So that I get, but this part to me, like I said, kind of took me out and the fact that he becomes the villain too it's kind of like I don't like that they made him the villain when it's like this is actually really fucking sad that I don't think he should be the villain I think he should just be like you know almost like an anti-hero type thing where he does have a lot of bitterness and resentment but it's understandable versus just being like we're gonna make you the villain because we have to have one and it's gonna be you but it's like, why should he be the villain when he was treated like trash, dude? Like, even even if you take the Bobby Driscoll element out of it, he was still a character. Peter Pan is still a character, like in this in this universe. Who was treated like trash and just cast aside? So he actually tried to make even more work for other people, but at the same time, he was also making money. Like, you know, he's not the greatest person in the world, but at least he didn't cast these characters aside. If anything, he tried to find more work. So it's just kind of like, I mean, he stole them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, just, it's not okay. Like, I, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying don't watch the film because, like, I watched the film. If someone had it on, I would sit there and watch it with them because there's a lot of nostalgia in this. But I just think it's not okay for people to make fun of Bobby Driscoll or his story like this, like this was not well done in in that respect. Cause it's like, y'all don't even want to talk, like y'all don't even want to talk about so many of these lives that were just negatively affected by the entertainment industry from any of his studios. And so making fun of one like this, the first fucking child star that you had like this outside of the Alice comedies or whatever, like... This ain't it. This, this, this just ain't it. Like this this is not, but it does open the door now for a lot of people to start saying things. So I'm like, did y'all think this through? Because a lot of people like myself either might have the knowledge or like my friends gain that knowledge from someone else or from just looking it up and being like, wait a minute wait a damn minute. And we're in the age of social media where you can get on any platform and just speak your mind and somebody's going to listen. Could it be hundreds? Maybe. Could it be thousands? Maybe. Could it be millions? Maybe. So you're putting yourself at risk doing these kind of things. So I hope that if something does happen with this and someone does make a big stink about it, like a bigger stink than I can, that the company or that people who who were involved in these things will actually open their mouth and say something because you're kind of putting yourself out there to be criticized for doing this kind of stuff. I, that, that's what I think. And I really don't want to see that happen to anybody else either. Like I said, I don't want to see movies about, you know, some actor who was a big deal and then he was washed, you know, you know he, he got, you know, turned away because of his sexuality or whatever the case may be. That is kind of reminiscent to Tommy Kirk. I don't want to see that. That's very sad. That's that's very very sad and it's very true to his life and it'd be based off a character that he played right that that's messed up so I, I just I did not find the humor in that part I more found it offensive and it was it's crazy because like I said I woke up today with a, from a friend. Who made a video like and he doesn't even do this kind of stuff but he made a video I was like i need you to watch this video that i made because i really was offended and i thought of you instantly and i was like, okay so i watched what he what he put out and after i'd seen the movie but i watched what he put out i was like yep yep you're you're right and you wouldn't even normally do this kind of stuff so if this is bothering you like that says something it, it says something you know what i mean because i i'm the one that told him about bobby and his story and da 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 so years and years ago so the fact that he hung on to that and then decided hey wait a minute this is not okay it was like yeah that it you're right it's not so i i'm i want to see what more reactions are to this i'm very curious because this it's not new information you know what i mean so i like i don't know i just there was something about this movie i'm like i really like this movie in ways but i also really don't like this movie in ways and that was the biggest one now Let's get to the good stuff, I guess. It's it, it's a fun movie. Um, I love what they do with Gadget. I actually, okay, I love, hate what they do with Gadget. So I love that like, they give Gadget a moment at some point. I hate that she's married, spoiler alert, that she's married to the, the fly. I hated that, I was like, why? Dude, you have Chip and Dale, not that you have to put them with somebody, but I'm just like, you have Chip and Dale right here. If you're gonna give her somebody from the cast, like from the cast of the Rescue Rangers, let her be attracted to one of those two. I'm not saying that I think, like, I don't think Chip deserves her. If we're talking about, like, the show, I don't think Chip deserves her. I just don't. I just don't. Gale, uh, Dale, maybe. Oh, Gail, That'd be kind of cute. Gadget and, and Dale. Gale, that's cute. Um, Dale Weathers. <laughs> anyway, um, that's cute. The Fly. I just, The Fly, who, by the way, in this movie, because it's, like, a movie within a movie type thing, he talks. So... He never spoke on the rescue the rangers, but he talks in this. So cool. Oh yeah, getting back to the movie. I guess I'll wrap it up like that. So anyway, Peter Pan tells him his whole plot, Baltimore, tries to stop him, yada, yada, yada that doesn't happen. Um, a lot of different references and characters come through the movie. It's ridiculous. It's meant to be ridiculous. Um, at one point, Chip and Dale start actually, well, Chip anyway, starts kind of questioning, um, the, the lieutenant, whatever she is, um, trying to like, wait a minute, like some, some things you're saying doesn't make sense. Are you the bad guy? It's probably you. Um, but then like Dale's like, no, I don't think so. I think she's just, you know, trying to help us out. And he's like, no, 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 it's her. It's her. It's her. Well, it turns out that the uh, chief of police is uh, helping Peter Pan get rid of a lot of these characters. And in a a way, he was kind of framing homegirl. So it was very... And it even says that in the movie, like, oh, we have to be predictable because if it's not broke, don't fix it. But that's the part that I was like, man, I kind of wish it was her. Like, I kind of do... Look, I'm not a big fan of the, like, you know... Black female needs to be the villain trope. I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that, and it, it's not—it's not that common, um, but it does happen. And so I was—I don't like that. I really don't like that she, you know, she could be, be the villain. But this is a situation where it wouldn't be so bad. If she was. She's a big, big fan. But that, that's another thing, too. Is like is She's a big, big fan. We've seen that this year. It's called Scream. We've seen the big, big fan become the problem to try to revive the show or revive the blah, 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 blah. We've seen that happen. The franchise. We've seen that. So I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. And it really was just some, like, out-of-work cop who's trying to, like, you know, support his family or whatever. And then Peter Pan, who's also out of work and trying to revive... It makes some type of money that he can That's a better thing than just like I was a big fan of the Rescue Rangers and da, da da, and I you know wanted to reboot the franchise because reboots are in. We've seen that happen already. We don't need to see that again. So I guess that that there were only for them there were only two ways to really do this. Um, Because I guess if you would have made it the big, the the bad cat, which I mean, he does turn into a bad cat, or I think it is the cat from the show, whatever the fuck. Like, I think he does turn into that, to some degree, Peter Pan, to some degree, because he goes through this, like, this body changer thing that changes your body, depending on what universe you're going to be in or whatever. Um, And so the cat, like, sort of is in the movie without just seeing the the flashbacks of the TV series or whatever. Um, But I'm like, you could have made it him. You could have made it the cat. But... I think if you did that, it really would just be a Rescue Rangers movie, like straight up Rescue Rangers movie. Because, like, Well, the villain is in this movie as the villain. The heroes are in this movie doing what they normally would do. Um, they, we don't need that. Like, it, it, I'm, I'm glad they, they didn't go in that direction. What I did want more from though was like, okay, so what makes what what it made this interesting to me is if they had set it in sort of a bonkers reality, because bonkers and Roger Rabbit are like the only two shows that really, literally not two, two shows, but two characters with movies and shows that really talk about like Toontown and like, you know, um, just, you can meet anybody in these two things. That's why I'm like, it would have been so dope to do it from like a bonkers point of view and have bonkers come in and help and bonkers makes an appearance and that's really it. But that would have been kind of cool to have that sit in that kind of sort of universe. Cause it is kind of like bonkers, but not like bonkers, if that makes sense. like. I don't know. I, I just felt like that could have that could have really been. cool. You know, in fact, I think this movie should have been bonkers. (laughs) I do. I really do. I think you could have kept the Rescue Rangers as they are and just do a a cool new Rescue Rangers movie. That would have been dope. But this could have been bonkers. Instead of being Rescue Rangers, this could have actually been a bonkers movie. And I think would have made more sense to be a bonkers movie because this is literally what bonkers does. Like this whole thing, this whole movie is literally bonkers. That's what this is. So you could have done a bonkers movie. And I think I know that he's not like a character, I I don't know, that's hard to say because I know he's not a character anybody would be like, let's go watch a Bonkers movie in this day and age. So maybe that's why they couldn't do Bonkers, but then at least you have the ability to throw him in there with the Chippendale Rescue Rangers, make him more prevalent in this film. And then people, because I mean, Bonkers, I watched the whole season during, or season, the whole series during COVID, Like I went back, rewatched everything because it's on Disney+. Plus. So this was a really cool way to bring back Bonkers. You could have done that. So you could have at least thrown him into the film more often. And I would love to see him kind of interacting with, with Roger Abbott, who's also making a cameo in the film. There's just ways that you could have done this that I think would have been really, really fun. Um, and I guess they're hinting towards a uh, Darkwing Duck movie at some point. If they do, please don't make it like this. Please don't make it like this. Please stick to, to some degree. To the source material, that would be amazing. I don't say, I'm not saying I hate this movie. I don't hate this movie. But please, <laughs> if you're gonna do bonkers, do a serious bonkers. Don't do, don't, don't do it like this, please. I mean, well, I guess you could. I guess you could make certain parts of the film connect to this movie. That wouldn't be so bad. But I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I wanna see bonkers as bonkers. The only thing that, that, not bonkers, I'm sorry, uh, Darkwing Duck. That's what I'm going to say. Darkwing Duck. But the am saying bonkers the whole time. I'm sorry. A dark, or Darkwing Duck movie. Please stick to more of the source of material of Darkwing Duck than doing this. That's just my personal thoughts, my personal opinions. Now you can still do, I don't think they will now because this movie is so bonkers. I don't think they're going to do a bonkers movie. You could, and I'd be here for it and I would watch it. But I think it's too, that would be too close to the realm of this film that would virtually be the same thing. You know what I mean? That's. It, it would just be too similar. So there's that. But uh, I don't know. Another reason why this could have been bonkers is you could have actually brought back all of those old cartoons and make like reboots of all those cartoons in movie form on Disney+. Plus. And stick to the source material, but also have those moments where you like they—they kind of break the fourth wall. That it's they're doing a TV show, they're doing da da da, and they kind of connect with Bonkers. Like you really could have done that. You really could have just done a Bonkers movie. This be the Bonkers movie. Some of these characters go missing. Bonkers has to find them, and then set up this kind of like multiverse movie thing, where not multiverse, but you know, like this universe of movies, where we have these characters in their respective films right, and, or their respective TV, TV series. But this movie lets you know that like, when you watch those films that are, you know, these movies that, that are coming out, that they're all very aware, like you're very aware that these are, the way, the reason why Chippendale talk th- like this in Rescue Rangers is because outside of Rescue Rangers, they're normal chipmunks. That would have been really cool to have that. If you feel what I'm saying here, like this movie solidifies the fact that they are all on TV shows. And so when you go watch these new movies that are gonna be rebooted, like, that's like the, the show within a show type deal. You're watching the Rescue Rangers, but you do know at some point in the movie, they'll come out of that and be like, okay, we're actors, we just finished that film. That was great, cool, let's go to the premiere. But it's something like that. That wouldn't have been so bad. That would have been kind of cool if we got to see more of that. But yeah, this is a very, it's it's bonkers. It's, it's bonkers for lack of a better thing to compare it to. It really is bonkers, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, The Happy Time Murders and Wreck-It Ralph in one film. That's what this is. Um, I would watch it again. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I. It's just, it really is just the Peter Pan thing that pisses me off a little bit. Like, I'm not even gonna think about it too much because the more I think about it, the more upset I'm gonna get and I don't want to be that person. So I'm just gonna, I just wanted to tell you what it is, what happens. it's a decent movie, it's it's cool. I think Post Malone sings the Rescue Rangers song at the very end, his own little modern update of that because everyone, every movie needs it. So that wasn't so bad, but yeah, this movie was, It was a movie. (laughs) It was a movie. I I I don't want to say I I didn't like it because that's not true. I liked it. Um, but I also feel guilty for liking it because of Bobby and how much I love Bobby Driscoll. Like, I y'all don't understand how much I love Bobby Driscoll. Like, I loved him growing up because he was Peter Pan. You know, I loved his voice, you know, I I his face because he was Peter Pan. So for me, he was just like my childhood, you know what I mean? Like I, and I'm a huge Peter Pan fan in general. Like I love, like anytime I see Peter Pan in the parks, I'm like, I gotta get a picture of Peter Pan. I, well, not anytime, but like most of the time when I go, if I see him, I'm like, I'm gonna need a picture of Peter. Like i like, I became an official lost boy at one point. Like it was crazy. I've read this story. I just love the story of Peter Pan so much. I hate how it was created, which, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, Peter Pan is just the whole problem. <laughs> It was the wrong, it was the J.M. Berry whole problem. Look it up, read on it, girl. Whole problem. There's so many adaptations of Peter Pan that really just some things went wrong. You know, people were mistreated. It's just, it's a, there's a curse. There's Alice in Wonderland, you know what? Same thing. Lewis Carroll, same shit. Same thing. These two stories, <laughs> problems. There's problems. I'm gonna go talk about, I was gonna bring up something else too, but I'm not gonna bring that up because. Because somebody, somebody's in, somebody, somebody's in mess right now. Somebody's in mess right now out there in Hollywood, girl. Somebody's in mess. But somebody who's currently in a mess, okay, has something to do with both these two stories. But I'm not going to, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, not me. I'm not going to speak on it, girl. I'm not going to speak. Look it up. Do it now. Connect the dots, bitch. Anyway, that's the end of this. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, you can watch this movie now on Disney+. Plus. It's, it's... It's a movie. Girl, I'm going to rest. I need rest. I feel like I, need I feel like after all that, I just feel winded and I need rest. I'm going to go get rest, girl. I'm going to go get rest. Uh, but I'll see you guys later. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, but if you're listening to this. And I'll see you next time. Bye.